Well, our, our concerns about Brexit are manifold, but one of them is around the whole human rights question. The membership of the European Union is uh, an essential part to how Scottish Government works and to our Parliament. And, of course, compliance with ECHR, human rights legislation, is built into what Scottish Parliament has to do. Our concern around, uh, particularly for people with disabilities, is that a hard Brexit will mean a diminution of those rights. And that is obviously a matter of serious concern because from rights follow practical improvements and support that allow uh, disabled people to live life as fully as any of the rest of us might choose to do. There are many disability and, and rights laws that are both in the UK mm-hmm. and their European law mm-hmm. and they're kind mm-hmm. of intertwined. And mm-hmm. Do you think part of the problem is people don't know what rights actually come from European law and might be, in your view, perhaps in jeopardy because of Brexit? I think that's absolutely true. I think that it's not clear to actually the majority of citizens in Scotland what rights stem from the European Union and which rights are the UK. And in fact, the reality is that the bulk of rights come from the European Union. Though The UK government has said that it would replace those with a UK Bill of Rights, but I think their track record, particularly around the failure to deliver human rights for disabled people as evidenced by the UN committee's assessment that the UK government had systematically failed to deliver those rights make people very concerned about the post-Brexit position. Now, the Scottish government has a strong commitment to human rights, but not everything that will affect disabled people is within the power of the Scottish government. And one of the key areas there, of course, is around employment, where employment legislation sits with the UK government. I understand you've also been to the, across the road to the, the Council of yeah. Europe, the European Court of yeah. Human Rights is there. What kind of meetings have you had here and what have you learned, what are you taking back to, to Scotland, back to the UK? You're right, I've met MEPs this morning, and we'll do again this afternoon, and we had a very productive meeting yesterday with the Council of Europe. And what I'm taking back, if you like, is the importance of Scotland directly engaging with those individuals and those institutions to do two things. First of all, so people are clear about the approach of the Scottish Government and our co-productive work with the third sector in Scotland, where there isn't always agreement, but there is productive dialogue. And what I can take back is the opportunity to learn from good practice in Europe. So I'm keen that having established some of that dialogue, that we follow through in that, there is much that we can contribute in Europe on the whole issue around disabled people and disability rights, and a lot that we can learn too, and it's, it's right that we should do so. So when it comes to Brexit, how important is it that you make sure that disability is on the agenda, that it's part of the negotiations? What kind of impact are we talking about if if the deal isn't right? Okay, I think there are three areas of particular importance. There's the whole rights question and a rights-based approach to government's work and policy work, which we've touched on. There is the issue around funding. So many disability organisations and disabled people-led organisations receive support, financial support from Europe. We need to make sure with them that when Britain leaves the European Union 
the money that comes back to Britain, which the UK government's talked a lot about, that disability organisations in Scotland continue to receive financial support. That's important to us as government because we need their existence to help us make the right policy decisions and deliver on the right approach. And I think the third area is around the question of employment. You know, we're clear that leaving the European Union as a hard Brexit without any role in the single market or the customs union risks at least 80,000 jobs in Scotland. Now, we already have a situation in terms of the employment of disabled people that isn't as good as it, as it needs to be. If we begin to lose jobs, then the task of improving and halving that current gap between disabled and non-disabled employment becomes even harder. And the thing to always remember about employment and people in jobs is the impact that has on local economies. So it's good for people to be in employment if that's what they want to do, but it is also good for local economy. So all round, there are some serious issues that we would have to confront if we don't secure Scotland's uh, negotiated position as part of the UK's position and the difference in the needs of Scotland in that UK discussion when they have the negotiations of Brexit. And of course the, the UK government, the, the, as we have it at the moment, the Conservative-led government, they would like to go for a, a hard Brexit. So what contingency are you putting, trying to put in place to ensure that there aren't those kind of job losses as a result of leaving the, the single market, also for people with disabilities? Well, I think that actually the current UK government is much weakened in terms of its original intent to go for a hard Brexit. I think there is a real opportunity now for Scotland and other devolved nations in the UK to argue for a UK negotiating position that takes fully account of the different needs across different parts of the UK. And Scotland has made that clear in our document uh, Scotland's place in Europe. That is what we stand on and that is what we would hope to have discussions inside the UK on. We've already asked the UK government to widen its uh, conversation to include all the political parties inside Westminster and to make sure that the devolved administrations and governments are heard clearly and that all of that contributes to the UK's negotiating position. So I think we need to push hard on that and argue hard on it. On the question of should it, the worst come to the worst in our terms, i.e. a hard Brexit, what can we do? I think we are seriously in difficulty at that point. One of the things, of course, you can do is press hard for the UK government to honour its commitment that the money, as it would say, it doesn't spend in Europe, is redistributed inside the UK. Now, we need to make sure that that distribution is fair and properly takes account of disabled people and their organisations. And I'm sure they will be with us in lobbying for that. But I don't want us to get there because that really is the worst possible place for disabled people, their organisations and the future of Scotland as a country and as an economy to be because we will lose significantly in those circumstances.